There goes that man's jock strap. <laughs> oh my god, did you see that? <laughs> America's team? Yeah, right. Oh, baby, it's a big day in sports. There's nothing like battling it out with your teammates all season long to go win a championship. Green Bay's got it this year. Huge move for him. I think it's going to be a game changer. We have a lot to talk about this busy week in the sports world. Welcome to the In a League of Their Own podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to today's NHL segment. Uh, for those who are uh, wondering why we're starting out with the NHL, uh, we're actually kind of restructuring how we're doing our episodes still three times a week. Um, we did our NFL and NBA segments um, and we're going to be doing NHL, PGA, NCAA as well as their own separate videos for you guys to watch. Uh, kind of just a consensus of breaking down things, making um, shorter videos for you guys to listen to. So uh, again, this is going to be our NHL talk for today, uh, but feel free to go check out our other ones as well. Um, so yeah, for the NHL today, kind of one of the trending things, uh, I mean, it's been really trending all season. It seems like the sport that's kind of been affected the most is COVID protocols, postponements, cancellations, things like that. Uh, the NHL, as of yesterday, January 18th for whenever you listen listening to this uh the NHL updated their COVID protocols as far as going forward um kind of some benchmarks that they're throwing out there some changes uh the league is looking to keep their five-day isolation um so if you test positive five days that's kind of been the nationwide thing for I mean non-professional sports that's like it used to be two weeks kind of starting out at the height of COVID now it's down to five days uh, and the NHL has seen it doing well, and they decided that they're going to stick with that going forward. Um, kind of the biggest thing out of it, though, that I like at least, and kind of get your take if you think that this is a good benchmark or if they should change it. There'll be no testing during the All-Star break, um, just to kind of give these guys a break and obviously hopefully see a decrease in positive cases. Once all these guys arrive at their team facilities post all-star break, there'll be one test that they all take. And then after that, there will no longer be tested for asymptomatic players or fully vaccinated players that are within close contact of positive cases. Do you think this is a good move for the NHL? And I know we've talked about kind of what they're going to do for the season going forward. Do you think this is a good step in the right direction for that? Yeah, absolutely. Just because, um, news also came out that you could test positive for up to six weeks post um, a positive test. Um, I think this is one of the only ways, if not the only way. I know the other day we were talking about what our solution would be to help get this fixed. Turns out they have one up their sleeve. Um, between February 7th and the, the 22nd, they're basically going to be making up all 104 games that have been postponed. Um, just kidding. 98 because there have been six that have already been made up. So 104, 98 games will be played within the short amount of time, obviously to finish the season on schedule to get the playoffs done on schedule. Um, the NHL also is kind of doing a cool thing, showcasing 10 games all on television on February 17th. I feel like that's going to be a huge, um, Day, eyes on hockey, a lot of big matchups, and it's going to be closer to the end of the season-ish, so it could have potential playoff implications for that game. 
But yeah, as far as only testing one time, fully vaccinated players, if we're following what the medical people have stated, should be good. Should be good to go. We're going to follow the rules as dumb as they are. We're going to follow them as simple as they are. And we're going to get the season finished. And hopefully these teams are going to get their players back. Hopefully you're going to be able to play with your actual roster for the majority of the second half of the season, unlike the whole first half for so many teams not having umpteen amounts of guys night to night. Yeah, <laughs> you really have no idea who's going to be in the lineup or out of the lineup until they take the test. And the more you test, the more you're going to find. The less testing, obviously, the less you're going to find. So I feel like that's going to that's also a part of the motto is 99.9% of the NHL is vaccinated. Only one player on the Detroit Red Wings is un. So what's the problem here? They're basically saying it's a full go. No one's going to have to miss any more games once you get back from the all-star break. And this is what the fans want and need. Yeah. It's been a disappointing season to watch from the fans point of view this season. That's exactly what I was just about to say from, from my perspective. I know we talked about it a couple of times, you watching your flyers, me watching a crack and I mean, a crack in our new team. So there's a lot of new fate, like new faces and just old faces from other teams. But there's been times where it's like watching the game. Who the hell is this guy? Oh, this guy got called up. Like the, the HL and the NHL are both professional styles of hockey, but like you can tell when there's AHL guys on the ice, the quality, like the the quality of product, is a little lower compared to when you're watching a fully healthy NHL squad. Um, and like you said, from a fan's perspective, um, it's going to be good to see all these guys back on the ice. Hopefully, again, you never know. A new variant comes out. A lot of guys test positive. Um, again, the border battle between Canada and the U.S. They're always dealing with that as far as Canada having different rules than the U.S. Stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it should just bring an overall higher quality of hockey to the, to, to the eyes of the world. And, um, I know the big question mark has been, how are they going to make up all these games? So that's, that's good next month that they're going to, uh, push at that and get that done. And then kind of too, for as far as all the protocols that they've updated NHL and NHL PA will meet again on the last day of the month, January 31st to determine, uh, how the measures look. Do we need to change anything? Is everything good? Um, so, I mean, it's good that in just less than two weeks time here, they're going to circle back to it and kind of keep on top of it. Cause um, I mean, as, as much as, as much as it sucked for the NHL, they having to postpone games. It's the only, really the only, the, the NBA's had a handful. The NHL has moved games uh, like once or twice this year for as far as over um, a couple of weeks, NHL has been hit the hardest. So it's good to see that they're going to stay on top of it. All right, less than two weeks, let's circle back to this and make sure things are going good because if they're like, okay, we'll meet in two months and shit goes south in a week. Well, we're not going to meet for another two months. So we'll just deal with it kind of thing. So. Yeah. And they are the only league with multiple different country sports teams. So they also have to coordinate with Canadian is the Canadian government as far as protocols, all this, all that. They have to meet both ends of that as they do play road games up there. Well, NBA has Toronto and so does baseball. Right. I said multiple. Yeah. There's six Canadian teams for hockey and they're all in different parts of Canada. Oh, oh, yeah, I guess. 
Yeah. I thought you meant like it's it's the only sport that has international teams. But multiple, no. yeah. They have six, yeah, they have six, yeah. And and they're spread out all over the place. Like if they were in one Providence or whatever the case may be, they could maybe figure something out. But like if Canada changes something drastically, I feel like the only point that that would be to finish the season would be to have all of the Canadian teams down here and just be playing home games on opponents ice as far or finding college barns to play home games and doing something like that as far as getting the season. But yeah, all systems are a go in the NHL to finish. Yeah. Which is awesome to see because I thought at this far back, they're going to have to start cutting games down. Mm Mm-hmm. But which is also kind of a good thing, too, is because we're going to see full rosters, hopefully healthy, the second half of the season. So it's going to be like an up-tempoed second half of the regular season because points are going to be even that more important. As it's been like playoffs all season, almost, it feels like, because you have the upper hand on a team, you got to get these points tonight and put them down in the standings. Because if I were without 10 guys at the end of the year when they need, they could bite us in the ass or something Like every game is a must win, obviously always, but especially when you don't know who's going to be in or out of the lineup, it's even that much more important. And then just wrapping up a few things on the the NHL thing, um, the busiest teams during that February 7th to 22nd, Ottawa will play 10 games in that time span. Hurricanes, Leafs, Edmonton, Winnipeg will each play eight um, in that time just to, as they're the furthest behind. Um, also, they're not giving the normal two-day break, or excuse me, five-day break after the All-Star, and they're continuing right away, just like you'd mentioned, which the first games resumed after the All-Star break will be February 7th, when Carolina plays Toronto and New Jersey takes on Ottawa. So those are going to be the games kicking off right away following the All-Star break and dash for the end. And then on to my um, question for you here, Alex Ovechkin still surprising everyone leading the league in points and goals at this time currently has 27 goals. Do you think that he will finish with the rocket rocket Richard trophy as most goals in the NHL this season? Yeah. I mean, early on in the season, I was leaning towards, Oh, it's going to be dry or McDavid after that point as we've talked about a couple of times, Oilers have hit the, hit their skid both in games played on the ice and just with games getting postponed, just over overall a shit show up in Edmonton right now. I think that Ovechkin does end up leading the league in goals now, just because of the fact um, the Capitals have even, I mean, they're still in the top, top couple of teams in the Metro. So they're still one of the best teams but they've, they've hit a little bit of a skid. When Ovechkin plays at the level he's at, that team is phenomenal. So I think that, I mean, again, the, the Russian genes, the longevity that he's shown, kind of that Tom Brady effect, um, like you said, kind of surprising everybody with lead, leading the league in points and goals. I think he keeps it going through the end of the year. And plus, um, the only two guys that are going to give him a run for their money are Dreisaitl and McDavid both of which are on the same team, both competing for points, assists, goals, taking those statistics away from each other, not in a bad way, because obviously he 
one wants the other to be successful and vice versa so that they can win games. But Ovechkin, he's kind of in a league of his own as far as the goal score for that team. So, yeah, I think that he finishes on top of the NHL for um, for goals this year and possibly points because he – I mean, the attention that guy brings on the ice, he gets open looks for other people too. Yeah, I – I think he finishes top three in goals. I don't think he wins the goals. I think Austin Matthews, I think, is going to win the goal-scoring title this season. He's just starting to heat up. I know he just became third all-time as far as games, consecutive games, road games, where he scores a goal. He's up to 10 now, and he's three, two behind, I think, the all-time lead. He's just been – that kid is just a natural goal-scorer unlike like Ovechkin is too but he does so much more than just score goals yeah like he hits he does so much more where Austin Matthews is the the power play traditional sniper score like he is their guy that kind of the offense runs through I think he takes it granted he is only two goals behind and they still have six games less played so just going to guess that he gets two goals over the next six to tie Ovechkin whenever they do catch up. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly forgot about Matthews. Just the three names that came to my, my head there were again, try to sell McDavid Ovechkin, but yeah, Matthews again. Um, yeah. I mean, he's just, he's just a naturally born goal, goal scorer. And like you said, Ovechkin, gritty not afraid not afraid to lay a hit on a young a young guy um but yeah it'd be fun coming down the stretch here if Matthews can catch him and if Dry Saddle and McDavid can quickly turn around that ship and put their name back in the conversation as well yeah and as long and as long as Edmonton has been not playing lately Dry Saddle's one point behind Ovechkin and one goal behind Ovechkin as well so Ovechkin's got himself a nice little little lead, I should say, right now. But, yeah, who knows how the Edmonton team's going to respond after this whole fiasco kind of that they're going through right now with the COVID and also losing at the same time. Mm-hmm. How are they going to bounce back? Does things just tank for the worst? Who and, we shall see. And also for Edmonton, there are rumors of them getting Evander Kane. That's another – high-level player on the ice, taking points and goals and all that away from those two, so. Yeah, that's another good point. And that is the end of our NHL segment. Please tune to our next video to check out our PGA Talk.